0: For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels, home and away. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play.
1: The June, 1862, on a summer's afternoon, I took the bus, the band, and she, was heavy laden,
2: the way we went to Lankol Street, that's that on the road to Bladen, oh.
0: Hello and welcome to CA Gen Radio. It is your Newcastle United first Spurs recap, the long awaited best match of the season. Uh, Newcastle won, Spurs won, and to to introduce
2: the, the man who's going to give you all the hot takes on this. It's
0: the best Dan in the land. It's Elijah Newsome. How are you doing?
1: You know, I'm. I'm I. I don't know. I was talking to Greg about this. I mean, it seems like all my sports teams are just in just impending doom. So uh, I'm, I'm in there. I'm alive. Uh, Maybe Steve Bruce gets fired. Maybe Dan Quinn gets fired. Neither one of those are probably going to happen. And we're going to end up with mediocrity with both my Atlanta Falcons and with Newcastle United. We're just going to have to hope that in Newcastle's case, it doesn't result in relegation. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I'm I'm just peachy, you know, living the peachy. life, you know, out there. Uh, shout-out to America. The job market's opening back up. So shout-out us, good old USA. Um, and, yeah, that's it. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Elijah underscore Newsome. I will provide all of the hottest takes for everyone. And then, of course, if you want to, uh, you can follow the podcast account at CHN underscore podcast. Always great content there, especially on match day. Um, and then, of course, follow the main account at Coming Home in UFC for basically all the daily updates, things like that. Um, mostly our articles, all that kind of stuff. And be sure to check out the site. Uh, Mirza wrote a nice three, kind of three questions after this Tottenham match piece. And our boy, Elliot, um, who, Elliot's been killing the recaps. So if you haven't seen Elliot's uh, match recaps, definitely check them out. Definitely. Kid's completely talented. Um, we're talking Harvard grad here. So the kid's got stuff. Good riding chops, and maybe we'll ha- we'll have to maybe get him on the pod uh, at some point. I mean, I don't Why know. Not? i Feel like seems seems like a good dude. Um, so, uh, yeah, good dudes uh, get on the pod. Yeah, exactly. That that's all my plugs, greg I don't know if you have any others.
0: Yeah, give me a follow.
1: Okay. Good luck. Well, I mean, they you. don't have to do that.
0: No, it's at nufc underscore Greg. If you'd like to follow me as well, I promise it won't be boring. Well. It will be when I'm not tweeting, but when I'm tweeting, it's absolute fire, <laughs> guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed fire. Um, so Elijah, where, like, where did you watch this glorious match that everyone was expecting to be amazing, and, and it delivered?
1: In my home. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you've heard of. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of COVID nineteen. That's a thing. Mm. Um, I'm probably not gonna. I mean, it was available for us to watch at bars in Atlanta, uh, but Georgia's a hotbed for this virus, and so I'm just not going out in Georgia, uh, yeah, because it, it's. Uh, I'm not trying to get this virus. But yeah, yeah so I watched, don't, I don't really I watched want,
0: flu-like symptoms last time I checked. Yeah,
1: I've also got a lot of friends. I've I got friends who've experienced pretty much the full spectrum. I've got a couple of friends who've. They've, they've felt nothing. Uh, they've kind of just, well, not nothing, but they've had just the full like symptoms. I've had friends who've been hospitalized and I've had friends who've lost their sense of taste and smell for months. And as Ooh. someone who loves to cook and loves food and loves like bourbon and beer and things like that, things that are like very much like taste and smell, um, I don't want to experience this virus and lose that sense of taste and smell. Um, that could, the fun in, that would end what, me. Exactly, yeah. What's the fun in drinking if you can't taste the alcohol? Yeah. That's what I say.
0: There's no, no fun to be had in that Exactly. Uh, but let's talk about this match. And first, we'll, we'll start by talking about the football. The three words, the football. Uh, and after every match, we, we want to get your interpretation of three words of what you thought about this match and how awful it was. Or how good it was. Elijah thought we won. Um, but yeah. we kind of did win in a way. <laughs> we wanted, we won a point. So
1: uh, <laughs> that's true. I, I tweeted from both accounts. Like react, like react to this with a win. I actually delete. I so on the main account I tweeted react to this match this match with the jiff like react to this win with the Uh jiff and the guy was like we didn't win and i was like oh yeah you're right let me (laughs) delete this and retweet this and i tweeted out again and said the exact same thing and he was like dude you did the same thing and i was like oh yeah you know what you're right like i messed up hey it's preseason for me you know i haven't we didn't have a preseason so you know i'm still getting used to twitter again i haven't i haven't been able to to tweet from the main account for it's hard out here It is hard. And then, of course, I just literally no Fs forgiven with the uh, podcast account. I even apologized and said, like, hey, hand up. Hey, we didn't win. Yeah, we did not win. (laughs) anyone
0: didn't know, we did not win. Exactly. Um, Well, cool. Well, the the first one that I'll mention is at Toon Army Dallas. It's a point. What up, Toon Army Dallas? Hope you all are safe out there uh mile high makes an appearance at mile high geordie okay
1: video assistant. first one of the season
0: yeah video assistant referee tom bernard at t bernard highway fucking robbery and then a lot of laugh emotions yeah this in that sense it's a good thing it's usually not when somebody says that yeah. but it is uh trevor mooney at trevor Mooney 12 says greg's going streaking i did it it uh didn't in- didn't end in jail time, so that's a win for me. Don at CULTRA says, Thank you, VAR. Air at Stubanji says, Papering over cracks. At Predictive Hext says, Let chaos reign. Uh, J Page 520 Needed but unsatisfying. A. Taylor1892, Video Assistant Referee. I think y'all are getting the hint. Of course. Kobe uh, Wilson, That was hysterical. Carl Furlong says, never append. James Whit- Whitmore, aim for hands. John Paul Bate, change the laws. <laughs> John's change on his first laws. side. Don't change the laws. He the he laws mu- are
1: amazing. Yeah, don't. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Don't change them.
0: <laughs> um, Blake at B Munch says, Bruce, master tactician. This just of like course. he drew it up. Exactly. Um, joe terry never a doubt andrew warden lucky as fuck richie yeah marvelous shit housery (laughs) that's one of my favorite ones um matt shaler reacted with a gif (laughs) must have got confused
1: uh yeah yeah he must have mixed up his accounts
0: Alex Passine, kiss Carl Darlo. Yes.
1: Oh, that's good old Alex. Hey, Alex. Hey, if you're listening to this, Alex, I'm sorry that you had to also watch Atlanta United last night. Is he a
0: Atlanta United
1: supporter? Yeah, he's an Atlanta United guy. So I'm sorry he had to watch that. I'm that telling was, you. Yeah. Go with the U. <laughs> go dupe. with the U. Dupe. <laughs> dupe. Uh Kim Avery.
0: <laughs> Jose storms off. That was so great. Uh, that was that was electric. Amazing. Uh, Damio seventeen at Damien Pierce eighty nine says Karma's a twat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: I've well, got uh, hey whoa 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 hey partner partner I got I got a couple go, uh, go people them. people still don't understand when I quote tweet the questions tweet the hey like yeah. you gotta respond to the OG tweet but you know they just I know you couple. got
0: it under control so yeah
1: yeah so uh, we got John Tulip he said games a joke uh john bush at john burgundy or john underscore burgundy Mourinho leaves early uh jop at 40 years of hurt Dyer is dire i love that that's a, yeah. that's a good one yeah. randall at randall 1995 hey shout out to randall he's 25 years old congratulations bud uh, he says could, we're could so lucky still be waiting for 25 yeah oh true true he yeah. says we're so lucky um NUFC for life at Tune barmy 59 that's a that's an OG account they usually interact with us a lot yeah. uh, it says video assistant referee and then of course up the mags another OG account uh, at TGS four two zero eight four says Carl Darlow's mags and yes shout out to my boy Carl Darlow because he yes. proved the haters wrong, especially one Brian Nelson, um, who is a noted Carl Darlow hater. Oh yeah, but I don't know, Greg. I, I mean, this is this is your ship. Where are we going? What's the direction we're going after this? After three words, that's it. That's the show. Okay, good. All right. Well, uh, hey, thanks for coming. Love you guys. <laughs> um,
0: we'll we'll talk about lineups. That's that's the next thing, and I will read the lineups and love to hear your hot take, Elijah, if there okay. is one for you. Uh, so we had Darlow. We had Mankio, Lascelles, Fernandez, Richie, Hayden, Shelby, Hendrick, Almiron, Jolinton, and Wilson. Elijah, take it away. What were your thoughts when you saw this lineup?
1: I mean, I, I felt, I mean, I didn't write a preview this week. Hands up. That's my fault. Um, I was actually going to suggest this lineup. And I think the only alteration I had was Craft because I figured Bruce would try to play Kraft as a center back. Glad he played Hayden as a center back. I mean, Hayden, it's not like Hayden is a center back, but he was better at it than Kraft. That makes sense. Yeah. But uh, I was one of the people who were expecting a five in the back formation. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand people saying Tottenham is this, Tottenham's that. I'm sorry. Tottenham on paper is a top, five, top six team in this league. Um, on paper, if you're looking at clearly just who they have and their team, they're top six team in this league. Yeah. I knew knowing that that we we're going to play a back five. We've never played a back four against Tottenham. I don't know why people were expecting us to play a back four. I have like, I literally am like, people are like, oh, why are we playing a back? Literally, look at us since we've been promoted and what we've played against Tottenham. It's always been a five in the back formation, like, literally, always. So I was expecting a five in the back formation. That's what we got. Um, expecting Alan St. Maxman not to play in this one uh, because obviously he got injured. Uh, So I figured that, you know, um, Matt Ritchie would probably take his place. Um, Sorry, not Matt Ritchie, but wait, Jeff Hendrick. Yeah. Uh, Yes. Jeff's who, yeah, it was Jeff Hendrick. I was like, I figured Jeff Hendrick or someone would take his place. I don't know. Um, But regardless, like same old, same old um, (laughs) with the five in the back. Matt Ritchie playing left wing back. People were concerned. I knew Joel, and that's not, it wasn't Jeff Hendrick. It was Joel Linton who, who was playing out wide as well alongside jeff hendrick who kind of was playing in the role that alan c maxwell would have played in yes yeah okay do you got it start. yes <laughs> i got it I, uh, I i knew that i knew there was going to be an asm replacement and i knew that hendrick and joel Linton were going to start i just got the comp- positions confused for some odd reason no you're good um i i honestly wasn't like against joel Linton starting there were some people who were like why is joel Linton starting i was like i mean he Kind like you kind of have to start him with the 40 million pound thing. And also like, I understand the Frazier, th- the Fraser thing. Um, I figured Fraser wasn't fit, which it kind of was the case. According to Steve Bruce, he's kind of alluded to the, that, Fraser hasn't been fit enough to start a full premier league match in his opinion. And I figured that Jacob Murphy wasn't going to get a chance because Jacob Murphy has not played a premier league match in two seasons. Like I don't, I, I get that he had a great match against like who I don't even know. Markham. But like that does not that does not mean he just gets to walk into the starting lineup, because like again, and we kind of saw this. He wasn't great when he played. Um, that doesn't like uh, he hasn't played a Premier League match in so long that it's like you know you want to go with the guys who have played Premier League matches, even if they're not the best options. And in this case, Joelinton actually was a solid option. Uh, yeah. I was like he actually played a decent. Uh, I wouldn't say he was great, but I mean you can't really say any Newcastle player was great besides Cardalo.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, so I was thinking with this, like, my first reaction, like what, what I've been, or what I thought about it when I saw the lineup was Miguel Amran better be in this. And that was so that was a, that was a big thing. Uh, for me, the other thing I look for is where St. Maximin, obviously, he wasn't ready, because of the injury. And, uh, but it's just something I, I'm looking for every single match. I want those two starting. Uh, obviously, St. Maximin. No, no fault to see Bruce there. Uh, obviously, he's hurt. So, uh, but it's it's Shelby, Hendrick, and Hayden in there. That seems to be Bruce's rotation. Uh, J- Jamal Lewis didn't seem, I guess, wasn't ready to start. Surprised by that initially, but I knew he was coming coming off an injury too. But I thought it was going to be honestly a four three three or a four four two. I really did. Interesting. Um, I thought it was going to yeah. be like Almiron and, and Hendrick on the flanks, uh, or like. Jolenton and Alvaron with Wilson up top. So I was kind of watching out for that and we'll get into that next. Anything you want to say on the lineups before we get into the match?
1: I'll say this about Jamal Lewis. People are wondering why he didn't start. And I, I mean, he didn't train this week. I think that's, it's it's one of those things where Newcastle fans, we have to do better. I mean, Steve Bruce literally kind of in his pre-match pressures, he's pretty open about like what he's going to do. You kind of have a decent idea as to some of the players who are going to be available, he's pretty clear about Jamal Lewis being a guy who was not going to start because he was like, Jamal hasn't trained all week. Like he literally has not made an appearance in training or anything. Like, yeah, I I don't know why people were like, oh man, Jamal Lewis isn't starting. Like he he hasn't trained with the team. (laughs) So um, yeah, just pay attention to the pressers. I mean, Lee Ryder tweets out pretty much the entire thing word for word. The, The club tweets it out. We talk about it, you know, just, hey, pay attention that's all we're saying <laughs>
0: um, and then so the match started it was Hayden as right center back in the three man central defense Richie and Manquio were the wing backs and Fernandez was the left center back Las was in the middle it was a 5-4-1 without the ball Almiron was on the right Jolinton was on the left uh, and then right in the beginning it was a huge double save by Carlo Dar- Carlo Darlo from a really dangerous free kick it was Lo Celso who hit the free kick into the edge area and Darlow stretched out. It was an insane save. Uh, he got like one hand, clawed it out, and then mm-hmm. got was able to react. Super uh, Insane agility, Carl, Carl Darlow. That was impressive. Uh, was able to react quickly and brought, block the rebound from Harry Kane. Incredible save. Like top-notch save. Like top goalkeeper type of save for sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, one so, that Chelsea
0: might spend 90 mil on so maybe I'm about to say
1: <laughs> like there was a lot of as soon as he made that save because this Start was tagging one that, Chelsea, <laughs> literally this was one that was that was a uh, nationally televised in the state so we got the full reign of of Newcastle suck takes blah blah, blah. yeah um, but as soon as that double save happened it was like every I, half my timeline was oh, hey, this guy, this Newcastle's backup keeper is better than Kepa. Like, and it was just the group chats were all (laughs) like, hey, you guys just signed Carl Darlow. And I was like, you know what? Yes. Like, if some team wants to buy Carl Darlow for north of 20 million pounds, why the hell would you say no? Like, you have to say yes at that point. (laughs) Like, it's just like, yeah, sure, why not?
0: Yeah. Uh, And then uh, this is all before 10 minutes, but Spurs had 87% of the ball in the first 10 minutes. Uh, every time Newcastle touched it, they couldn't keep it. Just bunkered into that five-four-one, and then at the nine-minute mark, Darlow makes another very big save to deny Harry Kane. It was a header directed at Darlow. Uh, it was straight at him, but he slapped it away with his left hand and was able to to keep it out. Uh, so, fifteen minutes in, Newcastle had nineteen percent possession, <laughs> uh, and and when they got the ball, they just gave it away pretty easily. And then you know, right now, man of the match is Carl Darlow uh yeah. and and it just Who I, would
1: remain man of the match by the way
0: <laughs> and and it i you know i this is kind of where you you wonder about like the jolinton thing i like this happened at the beginning of last season too uh where there was a lot of jolinton's not good takes at the beginning of last season and i was like he's so isolated it's not even fair to criticize him that's what happened to callum wilson today mm-hmm. so isolated from the from the team they got to work on trying to connect that better uh
1: you know hopefully a manager will notice that but I, I will say this it did bring up that point to a lot of people i think to linton i think there's still going to be people who hate him and people who who slag him and, and 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 understood like he's a 40 million pound signing you expect the, that you expect a 40 million pound signing to produce but i do think that a lot of people were kind of being like hey we did slag him a lot last year but it, like Colin Wilson is a guy that everyone expected to get goals immediately and blah, blah, blah. And you expect Colin Wilson to take his chances. But in this situation, Colin Wilson had no chances. And it's like, I understand why Joel Linton didn't produce at all in the first half of last season. Because like, hey, literally no chances. Um, And of course, Greg and I have been saying this for a year now and um it's it's good to see other people are kind of getting hit to that and in understanding i mean it's not a good thing that everyone's like oh wow we can't produce on offense um, yeah. i think that's that's a that's a bigger issue in itself but i mean i guess for joel linton's sake and his confidence it's nice to know that people are like oh shit like maybe you're not that bad maybe the system is terrible
0: yeah uh and then we got our goal Tottenham take the lead. It was a counter from Newcastle's attack. Uh, Dolenton rolled the ball back to Shelby and his through ball was intercepted Spurs counter. Canes played on the left-hand side and it was a lovely low ball was prodded in by Lucas Mora. Um, One, nothing Spurs. What's your thoughts on that?
1: I mean, Matt Ritchie, uh, you have to be better there. Um, Newcastle guys were caught a bit out. I mean, and I mean, and to Matt Ritchie's credit, the ball made it past three center backs. Um, but you have to have that that far post covered if you're Matt Ritchie. I mean, that's that's your one job as a left wing back. You're tracking that late runner, and you're basically man marking Lucas Moore at this point. And he wasn't his back was to the ball, uh, so he he had no chance at all at, at making an impact on, on on that play, and it, it showed. So I, I don't know I mean I want to blame Matt Ritchie for that but the goal was always coming. Uh, if honestly Newcastle were a bit lucky uh, off the bat to not have already conceded, uh, that's the direction this match Just was a going. A little bit. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, yeah, it, it's Matt Ritchie's fault. But again, the goal was coming. It always was coming.
0: Yeah, and then right after the goal. Darla made another amazing save on Kane. It was a curled effort that he was able to dive and fling the ball around the post. Then shortly after that, Sun hit the post. And then another one where Eric Dyer headed wide, got a free header from a, a Sun corner. Mm-hmm. I am not sure how he missed it. Uh, it, it should have easily been for nothing <laughs> Spurs I mean, by the 40, 40 minute mark. Uh, yeah. but it, it, it just nothing to create, uh, Right before the half, Sun hit the bar again, and it ended at halftime. So lucky that this is one nothing, and Darlow four incredible saves. Spurs hit the post twice. Uh, just zero threatened from Newcastle. Just so passive in the attack, and just gave the ball away. Uh, a complete change is needed if Newcastle is expected to win this one. What's your thoughts on the first half?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think you hit it spot on. Uh, incredibly lucky not to have conceded four. But that's Newcastle under Steve Bruce. Incredibly <laughs> lucky to not have conceived four. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that's our MO. And yeah. we were playing right into, like, kind of the Newcastle of old, where it's all about luck and staying in the matches mm-hmm. and, and just giving yourself a chance to potentially get some, some something to go your way, yeah. anything to go your way in order to either tie or win the match. And and that's that's what this had written all over it. Um, I was not expecting Steve Bruce to make any sort of adjustments going into the second half. I mean, I have never really seen Steve Bruce make any sort of adjustments. And I mean, and to be fair, like if he does make an adjustment, it usually shows itself with the first sub. Um, and like I was expecting the first sub to happen around the 70th minute mark. So I was expecting Newcastle to just kind of still be in this kind of bend don't break kind of uh, offense oh, sorry, not, not offense, been no break kind of defense, and then basically to give themselves a chance to uh, to tie it 1-1 at some point in the second half and and, and walk away with a draw.
0: Yeah. Uh, fun stat before we take a break. Uh, Newcastle had point zero eight expected goals in the first half. Jeez.
1: Yeah. That's, that's,
0: not, a, good. that's not good. That's
1: what we call not good, actually. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
0: Um, all right, we're going to take a break. We'll get into the second half, and we are going to do that right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Our chat system connects the Newcastle community with its public forums for supporters globally, as well as private chats with your mates. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, second half is underway. One nothing to score, should be four. <laughs> um <laughs> And Darlo again makes another save on the line to deny Mora about five minutes into the second half. Uh he they, uh, they like he had a it was a corner that he was able to like head on uh and it started essentially the same way in the second half that it did in the first, with Darlo making an incredible save uh to deny another goal. Uh so Jolenton had to make a foul on Lucas Mara a few minutes after that to deny a, a counterattack. It's just – we Newcastle looked better, but does not even close Good yeah. enough. And then 60-minute mark, Garlo denies Kane. This one was a little yeah. bit more comfortable, but Kane had a great opportunity. And Kane has scored this goal plenty of times. Hits it – it was a saveable ball for sure. Like, not going to say it was a great save, but he did what he was supposed to do. And he's denying, you know, a really good striker. So that counts. <laughs> um, and 68th minute happens. It's our first sub. Jamal Lewis coming on for Matt Ritchie. Uh, it looks like Richie hurt his shoulder. Uh, and his head also got smacked around a little bit. Richie was beat up. Um, so what are your <clears throat> thoughts on this first sub? It's a lot earlier than a Steve Bruce sub usually is. <laughs> it's still yeah, not I mean- early but
1: it's earlier. Steve Bruce is the early sub so far overall, this, this, uh, this, this campaign. Uh, And none of them have been because of Steve Bruce. They've all been due to some sort of injury or some sort of mishap. Worth noting, Newcastle did have, I think 62% possession or or, or around that 55 to 60% mark throughout the beginning of the first half, especially up until they made their first sub. And, Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember, and I'd, I'd have to really go back and, and look at this, but I can't remember if they made a slight formation tweak either at the first sub or right before the first sub that went to a four back. And I think I want to say it was at the first sub. They actually went to a four back uh, situation and had Lewis playing left back with Mankio playing right back. And then
0: it was. Uh, it so was, so was, Hayden was it a, shifted to the ahead. midfield. Mm-hmm. Almiron went up with Wilson. And Tolenton was to the left. Hendrick was on the right. There's a flat back four.
1: Yeah. And again, it was better, but again, not enough to warrant Newcastle scoring, if that makes sense. yeah. Like it it looked better. And it was one of those things where if maybe Newcastle played like this the whole match, (laughs) uh, (laughs) they would have had a better chance uh, of scoring a couple goals, not a couple goals, but a score, at least creating chances in the first half. Um, But it's a little bit too little too late, which is kind of the Steve Bruce saga. Um, And, I mean, I guess we can kind of get on with it. They made their first sub. Jamal Lewis came on. He kind of looked like he hadn't really missed a beat. Um, He looked great, per se. I mean, given the circumstances, he looked looked great.
0: Yep. And then Hendrick came off for Murphy. So Murphy got on. He went out to the flank, and the the goal here had to have been just – Murphy get the ball and, and try to be creative. So, Newcastle really, at this point, shifted to just a straight 4-4-2. Four, four, mm-hmm. And then, shortly after that, Almiron came off for Carroll. Uh, and then, Carroll
1: went in to to take Almiron's spot in the top two. Um, and, honestly, not a bad sub. I mean, I think Almiron was just – he wasn't great in this match. He wasn't awful, but um, he wasn't, like – he wasn't good enough to keep on – because, like I don't know, he just wasn't well, the, the providing. Other
0: thing too, when you put Almiron at the top of a formation like that, you're you're kind of taking away what he does best. Also, yeah, that's one that's thing. True. That's one thing to look at because you can't you can't take Almiron out of a game like this. And that's what, I, in my opinion, Bruce did when he moved him up there. I think you got to keep Almiron, drop him in the midfield, and make him go back and, and defend and try to make something happen. Just attempt. Uh, yeah. But leaving him up there on an island with Colum doesn't help us in any way. It's yeah. essentially pointless.
1: And arguably, I think this is where Andy Carroll does work best because he's able to expend his energy. And, and I mean, obviously he's a an older player. Yeah. Uh, you can't expect Andy Carroll to work hard for the full 90 minutes. And I think, you know, we've seen him play the full 90 and it's been – you know, it's been okay. I mean, West Ham was great and he looked, he looked solid, but you know, having him expend his energy and look like the Andy Carroll of West Ham for 30 minutes is much better. Yeah. Much better. I think that's kind of where his role is in this team. And he honestly, you know, he did, he did quite well. I mean, we'll talk about it later. He did win as a penalty. Uh, Well, so, I mean, you, you can't say Andy Carroll played awful, um, but I do think like this, that, that sub was actually a sub that made sense, even though like in my heart, I was like, eh, I don't know if you take off your best player during the match right now. But also I recognize Amron is not as effective as that secondary striker. And and on a second point, Amron wasn't that effective in this match at all. He had a yep. couple of, of, of opportunities, but again, he kind of fell into his old ways of still giving the ball away, et cetera, et cetera. He just wasn't really taking over the match, and he needed to go off. I think Shelby's another player that could have gone off as well, but in the end, it was Don Muir who went off.
0: Yep, and then we get to injury time. Let's talk about it. So uh, it was a VAR check for a penalty. Carroll headed the ball down on Dyer's hand. Referee went pitch side, went to monitor, came back. Given the penalty to Newcastle, and what's one of the things that Elijah say we said we are so excited about the Callum Wilson signing because of what we have Callies. a penalty taker. Callum Wilson walked. Oh no, wait, up to this wait, spot.
1: time out before oh. we get there. I want to say Andy Carroll walked to the spot first, and everyone was like, "Hey, hey, time out, Andy." Yeah, time out, time out. You haven't scored a penalty in like six seasons. Like let's <laughs> let's uh, let's 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 let a guy who's doing it, True. who's done it yeah. a, a couple times recently, take this pen. And you're right, Colin Wilson does eventually step up to this spot after a lengthy VAR review,
0: and scores. He does. Uh, keeper guessed the right way, got a hand on it, but it wasn't enough. The pace was great. It's a great, well hit ball. Newcastle gets the goal, and. It's tied. 1-1. One, one. Yeah. Our only shot of the match. with
1: essentially, I mean, really, like 30 exactly. seconds left yeah. to play. Like, yeah. I mean, the game was pretty much over after that. It was over to the point where Jose Mourinho actually had walked off after Newcastle was yeah, awarded he, the penalty. he
0: literally bounced. It was so funny watching the video because you see Mourinho back, but uh, leave, just walk towards the tunnel. And then, like, they show that, and then they cut to the goal again, and then they cut to a replay of Steve Bruce's reaction. And he like claps and he says like, come on, like does a little fist pump. And then you see his eyes look up and he's like seeing Mourinho walk through the tunnel. And he's like watching it. You could tell like the boat he's watching. He didn't have any facial expressions, but I was like, dang, I'd love to like be able to like know what he's like was thinking in his mind right then. Uh, (laughs) But it was a funny, funny thing. I mean, yeah, I'd be furious too, but I would, the reverse, if Steve Bruce ever did that, I'd I'd be pretty annoyed. Uh, like stay out there. Like your team has to stay out there and finish it. Don't walk out on it. Like don't. Walk I, out. I also I, like. That, that may the old man where, take, but that's my
1: take. But it, it's an old man take. But it's also like you reserve those old man takes. Like I don't know. I I I agree with you. I would be pissed with Steve Bruce. But it's also Steve Bruce doesn't have the reputation that Mourinho has. Like Mourinho walking off the pitch was very on brand for Mourinho. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. It's
1: like, like it's. I mean, if we're gonna go NBA standards, like I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be upset if Bill Belichick walked out of a press conference or walked off the field early because you're kind of expecting that from Bill Belichick. (laughs) But if like, if like, I don't know, uh, like Andy Reid did that or something like that, you're like Andy Reid. Why are you doing that? So um, I don't know why I said NBA and then I went with it. Now I think I was gonna say Popovich. Yeah, I was going to say Greg Popovich, which is essentially Greg Popovich is the Bill Belichick of the NBA. But like I amid, I saw Monday Night Football and I'm watching the postgame show at ESPN. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know what? You know what? I'll go Bill Belichick. <laughs> um, but yeah, like it, it wasn't surprising for Mourinho. I think if any other manager does it, there's a few managers that could get away with that. Um, what is the, the dude who's in Me- the Mexican dude who used to manage the Mexican national team? He's like insane. Herrera, I think. He probably is another guy who could do it. Miguel and,
0: Herrera is that his name? Yeah,
1: Miguel Herrera. Catuso. He probably like. There's a few managers that like. You know, they're kind of known for their temper. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's how the match ended. Uh, you want to talk about this handball rule? It's a pretty contentious uh, situation um, that we're, yeah. we're dealing with. Uh, well, let's
0: let's. Uh, so so just before we start about that, let's. So that was the match. It was we rescued a point. It was this controversial handball decision that went Newcastle's way, which is something that doesn't happen. And as a Newcastle United supporter, we are very keen to that. Spurs missed numerous chances, and, and we scored with our first shot on target in more than 180 minutes. Uh, very, very lucky to get a point, and that's how it ended. Let's talk before we go to a break. Let's talk about this this far decision.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's a, it's a contingent rule. Now, I, I'm, it's worth noting that this is not the first time that this rule has been brought up. Um, this is actually the third handball pin that's happened since the restart. Honor the new Premier League rules, and there's an excellent thread, um, and I guess, I mean, I'll tweet this out from the main account, I guess, um, that kind of discusses this, this whole situation, and and like, you know, the I wouldn't say the viability of the rule, but just like how this rule makes sense and how it should be kind of applied. And essentially what I've understood is that like, essentially if your hand is in a, is a, is in a position, say, say you are a cylinder, right? Say you're a cylinder. Now you got to work with me. Now if you extend yourself and make yourself anything but a straight line or well not a straight line, but anything else, but a cylinder, that is going to be called a handball. So if your arm is out in any sort of direction, um, it's going to be called a handball and pretty much if it's out and it's like out straight out, like say like your, your arm is just out and like, I don't know, you're running or something, then it's kind of up to the referee, but has, it's been called so far, if your arm is out and it is above and your arm reaches above your shoulder, it's going to be called a pen. Now, they're, they're considering the arm being above a soldier, uh, above the shoulder as an unnatural movement, and that's always going to be called a handball regardless of, of the situation. And that's how it's been called so far. Um, you've had two situations where the arm has been above uh, the shoulder and it's been called a handball, even if everyone else disagrees with it. Um, and then you've had one situation where it's kind of up for debate. But that's how they're calling it this year. Um, it's a more, I would say it's a, it's a rule that, on paper, uh, it's easier for the ref to determine, but it's going to cause a lot of issues um, down the road because um, a lot of people are going to be upset. Um, but on paper, the rule is a little bit clearer as to what a handball is, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, it, this wasn't a VAR issue; this was a rule issue. Yeah, that's important yeah. To, to notice. Like, what people are the people should not be mad at VAR's decision. VAR, VAR. Sided with the rule. They made the rule, like they just decided. Oh, that's the rule. So this is a pen. So if you have an if, issue, if just as general supporters have an issue with it, it then the rule needs to change,
1: not VAR. Just yeah. to make that clear.
2: And, uh, yeah.
0: Anything else there, Elijah? Before we go break.
1: I mean, I, I honestly, I'm gonna. I mean, this, this might be a hot take. And by the way, we already have a few hot takes of the week. I mean, it's insane. Uh, it might be a take. I think the rule is fine. I think it's just gonna take getting used to from some people. Um there's there's concerns about you know, you know, what if people start heading the ball into uh people on purpose? And I think like as long as people are and you're already seeing this and, and yeah head, an excellent thread by the,
0: head head the ball into people's arms on purpose, but every, defenders aren't running around with their hands above their head either.
1: Exactly. So, so that's the thing <laughs> is that like there's there's already like uh, I'll, and I'll, I will make this threat. I'll retweet this threat from the, from the station podcast account and, and let everyone know Dale Johnson is an ESPN analyst. He did, he, he did a whole thread on this handball rule and he, he kind of shows you that like the players have adjusted. You already saw it in this match. The players have adjusted to how this rule, they understand what the rule is. They've adjusted to how this rule is going to be implemented. They, there's a lot of defenders who are defending with their arms behind their back in the box. Like, automatically even more so than than before because essentially like if your arm is extended in any way it's going to be called a handball and every defender knows that and so um i'm not too upset with this rule um i think a lot of people are are overacting a little bit it's going to be like anything else as the season goes on it'll be clearer and clearer and you'll see less of the random handballs but at the beginning of the season where people are trying to figure out what how how VAR and how the rest are going to implement the rule yes there's going to be more handballs called it's it's 100 and and the the threat even makes a a point um that you know people don't even realize this same exact situation happened in the 2018 World Cup it was ruled a handball and no one had any issue with it like literally the same exact situation it was between someone in Spain and Sergio Ramos had his hand um, his, his arm above the shoulder so I don't know. I, I wouldn't put too much thought into it. Um, whatever. Newcastle get lucky here. I'm sure it's going to bite Newcastle in the butt as as, as you know, VAR does. Uh, but I mean, for now, I, I, I can't complain. Um, it's 1-1. One, one. It, it's obviously a rule that's going to take some getting used to, but I don't think it should be changed.
0: Yeah. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to go to quotes, stats, and our man of the match right after this.
1: For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is
0: the ultimate football app for you. Don't settle for an old Gmail address. Show your true colours with your personalised ToonArmy.com email address to use in-app or on the web. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. All right, we have our quotes from Steve Bruce. Love these. He said, if our goalkeeper didn't play well the first half as they would, as they did the game would have been out of sight. We found it very difficult and fair play to Spurs for that. Second half, we are better and posed a little bit of a threat. Where, where was that? Our goalkeeper has got us a point and a decision that went our way, but in terms of the performance, we have to be better than that. Uh, He spoke on the penalty itself. He said, I can understand why Spurs will go berserk. And Roy Hodgson reacted like he did, uh, it's total nonsense we should be we should be jumping through the hoops but i would be devastated if that was us maybe roy Wait. is right uh, he's talking about roy's decision after Palace's loss to everton oh okay uh, i was about to say earlier. like that has
1: nothing to do with this match but yeah uh, that's now that you've explained t- the context that yeah makes
0: sense. uh palace lost to everton in, same thing yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, So he said, maybe Roy is right. Maybe we all need to get together. The decisions are ruining the spectacle. We have to get together as managers and say this must stop. We've got away with one. I thought VAR was coming in for clear and obvious decisions. It ruins for me the spectacle of the Premier League. I should be delighted, but I know it will bite me eventually. (laughs) All we seem to be talking about is VAR. It's impossible to jump without putting your arms up. To give you balance it's not it's nonsense the whole var and handball thing in particular this year is a total nonsense we've got away with this one today yes but it could have quite easily been at our end um on injuries this is just worth noting he said um we'll see how alan and F- ryan fraser are for wednesday alan has a tweak has tweaked his ankle and ryan has a bit of a groin injury we've got another one with matt ritchie doing the joint in his shoulder We'll see how it is, but it's not looking good. Uh, We don't think it's a dislocation. It looks as though he's done exactly the same as Fabian Schar, which will probably mean an operation. We'll know more in the next couple of days. So pretty important update regarding Matt Ritchie's shoulder.
1: Yeah, also means that Matt Ritchie probably will be staying a Newcastle player for the foreseeable future. Transfer window closes actually um, in a week, so... uh... (laughs) Um, I, if if players are going to be making any moves, um, they probably need to be healthy in order to do so. Um, another Steve Bruce quote that that came out was, "Of course, I'm happy with the penalty reward." You kind of touched on this quote. Of course, I'm happy with the penalty reward, but that doesn't mean it's right. It's a total nonsense. We have to get managers. We have to get together as managers to so must stop. A handball must be intentional. Which, um, I don't. I, I don't, agree with. I, I mean, I. I don't understand I I I see what he's saying, but just the fact that it comes from Steve Bruce and the and like the the wording of it just makes it seem like he's saying that like every handball is something that like a defenders purposely putting their arm out for. And I don't know. I've never been, I mean, in my limited experience playing soccer, I've never been one to be like, oh, let me stick my hand out for it, but I understand where he's coming from. But it's still, no, is I think a, he
0: means is like uh, intentional doesn't mean like stick your hand up to block the ball. Intentional means like I'm going to play wider than I need to. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Your yeah, arms I feel out wider than, than you should. Like he, he probably agrees that you should stay a pencil to your will. But if you use your arms to jump, that's not a handball. Yeah. However, like, however, if you throw your arms above your head to jump, yeah, that, that's a little bit more intentional than it would be just to like, buckle your, your elbows into your sides and jump. So, uh, yeah, it's,
1: yeah. I mean, I, and like I said earlier, it's going to be interesting to see how um, this is called throughout the season. The rules are not going to change. I I mean, I I don't see it changing. Um, I, I I mean, it's probably going to stay the same, at least through the end of the season. And I like any sort of crazy change in any sort of situation, especially with regards to sports, it will level itself out. Um, It'll be a situation where, you know, obviously, right now, it seems like the rule is ridiculous, but I'm sure we won't be talking about it in a year's time. Um, I, I do want to touch a little bit on what Jose Mourinho said because part of it, his quotes were hilarious. Um, he did say at halftime, Steve Bruce was super happy with the result. Ed won nothing. He knows football. He knows that he knew that at halftime, it could be three or four nil, and they got their point. Fair point by Jose there. Uh, and then, of course, the, the big one that everyone's talking about, I'm not going to comment on it, the handball he's referring to. I don't want to speak about it. If I want to give some money away, I will give it to the charities. I don't want to give it to the FA. I prefer not to comment, which, of course, is classic Jose. If I speak, I will be in big trouble. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it it was a bizarre match by all means. I don't think anyone can say Newcastle looked good at any point in that match. Well, you could say they looked okay at some points in the second half. But again, not good enough to deserve a draw. I think that's what I said to a lot of my friends where I was like, I had a, I had a ton of Tottenham fans call me this. And I said, I don't think Newcastle deserved a draw, but I do think, you know, a 2-0 result is something that's that's a bit fair. Well, um, you're just saying
0: like, it should have been 4-0 at halftime.
1: Yes, but also, like, I, I, like, maybe I agree with my Tottenham fans where it's like if you don't take your chances, like you don't get that result. Like – uh, you know, like it, it seems like Tottenham dominated the first half. Newcastle controlled a chunk of the second half. I would say, I would say they controlled the you literally on paper they controlled the first thirty minutes of the second half. Like you cannot deny that it's just like it, it literally on paper they had sixty something percent of possession. Um, they had yeah, but they had they created zero all
0: the Spurs three in the first th- uh, fifteen minutes of the second half. Yeah, so,
1: but you could argue that Spurs. Chances were all against the run of play, which they were.
0: So they, so Newcastle weren't controlling it if they were allowing against the run of
1: play counterattacks. I mean, a f- <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just gonna say I think realistically that should have been two 0 loss. I, I, I'm all about if you don't convert your chances, like you don't deserve yeah. the goals. Um, because Spurs could have put this to bed easily. And I think that's easy. That's, it's easy for us to say, having seen Brighton do that. Brighton, literally, they had early chances, and they put the, they, they took Newcastle out of the match last week before we got to 15 minutes in the match. Like, they were like, oh, penalty? We're going to convert that. Oh, goal? All right, cool. Yeah, 2-0. You're 2-0 down with 10 minutes, like, not 10 minutes, but, you know, 25 minutes in, what are you going to do? And Newcastle really couldn't respond, and he never had a chance to to even get back into that game at any point. Um, so I don't know. Uh, it, it was it was a fine match, um, not by Newcastle standards. I mean, Newcastle kind of got lucky, um, but you know, a point's a point.
0: Let's go to whatever.
1: stats. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Uh, stat: Mike Ashley has been to every Premier League match
1: this year. Oh, wow! Well, uh, yeah. Other stat. Good for him. Well, two of them have been close to him. So that's that's good to know.
0: <laughs> four points from three matches is Newcastle's best start to the Premier League since the 2013 14 season, when they also had four points through three games. Good. What this, was our, what was this our is good.
1: that season? I, I don't know. Oh. Or was that oh.
0: was the Europa League was 2012, 2013, right? Yeah. Uh, since the Premier League began recording goal times after the 90th minute was in, that was in 2006, that this would be the latest goal scored by a Newcastle player in the Premier League. Uh, Lejeune against Everton. Yeah, that's up there. Johan Kabay at West Ham, uh, was also the same time, five minutes into injury time. We've had three shots on target in the Premier League so far. We well, scored. You, Hold on, we
1: scored all three. <laughs> I say we're the most efficient team in the Premier League. Like you're like, oh hey, three shots on target, but hey, three goals from three <laughs> shots on target. That's the way you gotta look at it. Right? Yeah, Come
0: on. yeah, that's what I. That's what I did. I was holding that. I was gave you that pause. Um, it was Caleb Wilson scored Newcastle's first penalty in the Premier League since Matt Ritchie against Manchester City in January of 2019. Uh, also, Matt Ritchie missed both of his penalties since, um, but we have now avoided defeat in our opening to away league games for the first time since 2011, 2012 on facts. Yeah. In the XG table, <laughs> this is so worth it. Um, you know, how, how just out of curiosity, do well? One, do you know what the XG was for this match? No,
1: I'm, I'm gonna guess it was like probably less than one. I'm gonna say 0.9. Point,
0: oh my gosh, it's my screen is black now. I'm reloading, so let's do 538 first while that loads. Uh, 538, they s- feeling a little, Newcastle a little bit better. Uh, they have us at 40 points. And in seventh, or sorry, in yeah, seventeenth place at forty points. So now we're out of the relegation zone. Sheffield United drops in with West Brom and Fulham. Newcastle still have a twenty-eight percent chance of getting relegated, with less than a percent of qualifying for the Champions League or winning Premier League.
1: Damn it! Damn it! Damn it!
0: (sighs) Ah, so close to that. Yeah. Um yeah, and XG for some reason, maybe I think the site's down, so I can't view it. So we'll we'll have to I'll report. We'll just make up an but XG. We're gonna
1: mix up the XG. It, it's it's 0.6, Newcastle 0.6. That's the XG and
0: I 0.56 of it was Callum Wilson's penalty.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um uh, this is a stat courtesy of Andy, uh, our, our good friend Andy in UFC at Andy83H, Andy, th- Andy 83H, which lasts, for some reason last episode, I just couldn't remember that very simple Twitter name. Um, he, he, for Northeast Games, Northeast One's game, uh, tweeted out, you know, Steve Bruce points per match record by club. Uh, I mean, and I don't want to name all the other clubs because it's not relevant, but for NUFC, it's 1.30. Which is better than McLaren, which is point eight. Who had 0.87, and better than Carver, who had 0.65, But of course, but still behind Rafa at one point four eight. I guess that means that Steve Bruce is is uh, for a Newcastle standards a av- below average manager, average manager. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But it it's it was it, I don't know. I'd never seen people really break down the points per game. Um, but I don't know. I feel like if you get more than a point per game in this Premier League season, that means you should get the 40 points. So there's still hope that Newcastle doesn't get relegated.
0: Yeah. Uh, going to best player, uh, is there anybody b- besides Carlo Darlow that you were even going to come close to mentioning?
1: <laughs> I do want to mention that Northeast wins game, we're giving them a lot of clout for uh, uh, some odd reason. Shout out to me, I guess. Um, They did a poll earlier this week that was like, would you rather start Gillespie or Darlow? And Gillespie won like 60% of the vote. And I was genuinely confused because I was like, Mark Gillespie has – he? I mean, he's I'm sure he's fine, but he has faced a championship team and he's faced the League Two side. And it's just like they're significantly easier to go up against than any Premier League side, Uh, I mean, in theory. So I was a little bit confused there, and I'm glad Carl Darlow proved the the haters wrong. I mean, he had – a performance for the ages. It was a dark, like a Dubrovka esque performance, a uh, Tim Cruel esque performance. Um, you could say just, just really good. I would also want to give a shout out to Joel Linton. I think this was one of the better matches for Joel Linton. I got a lot of, I got a, a couple people who were really upset with me for saying Joel Linton's looked all right in the, in this match. And again, all right doesn't mean great. Uh, and by all means, all right does not mean 40 million pounds uh, like great, but he he looked decent. He beat a, a few players off the dribble. He he tried to create chances given like the 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 way Newcastle were playing. Uh, so I mean honestly not a bad master Joel Linton as well. Um, I feel like everyone else was was pretty much below average outside of those two.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's definitely Carlo Darlow. Uh, I'll read you the list of players who, who scored said we're good for Newcastle, which is seven or above the list is Carlo Darlow <laughs> at a 9.34. That's insane. Yeah. It's gotta be the highest goalie goalkeeper, uh, rating that they've given this season has to be, uh, yeah. Uh, Darlow had almost the most touches
1: on the team. How many saves did he have? Because I'm pretty sure that's why it was so, so high.
0: So Isaac Hayden – or sorry, no. It was Javier Menquillo led the team in touches with 53.
1: Carla Darlo had 49. <laughs> that's insane. Okay. But you have to tell me how many saves he had because I'm, I'm very curious now. I'm guessing it was like seven, seven maybe, six or seven. Let me see. Darlo had – yikes.
0: I don't know. I, I, right, should, well, I should have this, no excuse, but I don't.
1: Oh, you know, maybe I'll find it. You know, yeah. who knows? I mean, you could wrap up the show and I'll, yeah. I'll look for it.
0: All right. Well, that concludes then our Spurs recap. Newcastle is sitting, sitting decent. <laughs> We're in 10th place. We're at four points. Uh, minus one goal difference. Same amount of points as Spurs oh my God. and Chelsea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah
1: uh Dar- carl darla oh well, i mean i'm not that's carl darla had 11 saves eight were eight of them were classified as diving saves wow that's 11 amazing. saves is like fifa like legendary difficulty well, level the awards. other
0: three were the post then right yeah they're counting the post
1: well i think no i think one of i think the other three were i don't the i think some of them could have been like catch crosses or stuff where he didn't dive for. I don't think they count the posts as saves. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't. That seems a bit ridiculous. I think like cause he had a couple that were just soft shots hitting them. Like I, I'm imagining the Mora one where Mora kind of, it was a set piece and Mora had a pretty soft header and Cardo just kind of had to scoop it up. Um, yeah. That was probably one of them. Like, you know, nothing okay. crazy. Uh, but anyway. Yeah.
0: Let's depart. Uh, we'll see you. We'll have our regular weekly episode out on Wednesday and on Thursday you'll get a recap of our match against Newport County. So you'll be hearing a lot from us this week. Uh, but that concludes this episode. I am your host Greg Troxel. That's the best damn close in the land. Elijah
2: Newsom. And boys, a lot. Love you guys. <laughs> I'd walk the streets all day I'll need For a bottle of your own brown Hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the club again I'll pray the dark at St. James's Park If the gotta in the rain I'm coming home And I'm proud to be a Jody And to live in Jodyland. land some people think we're bawdy And we're hard to understand And they say it's just self-pity And we're not so very tough Cos the people in the big fat city Haven't had it half as rough I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine I've walked the streets all day I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound And me mother saying, Henny here, I'm coming home And I miss the old blind busker Who stands at Fenwick's door He plays a mean accordion You've all seen him there before And I love the Jody heroes There's so many famous names like Swan in Gaza Brendan Foster in the gates at games I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd work the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again I'll brave the dog at St James's Park If the gallagades and in the rain I'm coming home, Newcastle You can keep your London wine Walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of the River tine. I'm coming home, Newcastle I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother I hey, how I'm coming home, Newcastle I might as well have been in jail I'd walk the streets all day I'll need for a bottle of your own brown ale I'm coming home, Newcastle If you never win the cup again Brave the dog, it's in park. pocket The gala end in the rain, I'm coming home